Hi, Wine Moms. I wanted to hop on here really quick to let you know that we are hosting a One Hope Wines fundraiser for a moment of magic, the nonprofit organization that is featured in today's episode. In today's episode, I am sitting down with Kylie Lauren on Instagram to talk about how she founded the nonprofit organization, A Moment of Magic, which is a awesome organization. I said that word so much throughout today's episode, but stay tuned. Find out more about the nonprofit, what she did to get it all started up. And if you want to support the organization that does so much to give back to kids, go shop the One Hope Wine fundraiser and I'll have it linked in the show notes below. We're back with another episode of Mommy Wines with your favorite wine mom, Emma Dawn. Tune in while she shares her motherhood experiences, introduces you to motivational and empowering special guests, and sips away your sins in the Mommy Wines Confessional. Mom life can sometimes get lonely and overwhelming, so she created this relatable, inclusive, and supportive space for us to be ourselves. Let loose, enjoy a glass of wine, and laugh. Get ready for today's episode. Here's Emma. Hello. There you are. Oh, are you trying to connect headphones or Bluetooth? Hear me? Um, kind of. Okay. Um, can you hear me now? Are you trying to connect like headphones or any kind of like a Bluetooth? I was, but I could try to take them out. Oh, yeah. It kind of, um, is like the best audio when it's just like your phone as a speakerphone call. Okay, perfect. Let me try to take them out. Okay, can you hear me now? That's perfect. Okay, perfect. <laughs> I always, when I first um, started doing these remote recordings, which I love, but when I first started doing them, um, the app was so new and I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome if I can, it'll be so much better if I can like connect my ear pods or my, my headphones. Right. And my headphones would like, I guess, try to connect to my phone. And then with the phone connection, my phone would go in and out of Wi-Fi. Plus like I'm in the middle of nowhere mountain no. country. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then like other people would try to connect their headphones and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it without it. And then when I started doing it without it, it was so much easier. Oh, well, you know, that just goes to show sometimes it's not the technology, right? <laughs> right. I know. It's just better. AirPods have such benefits for so many other things. Apparently just not the Anchor app. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. We'll keep that in mind. I know I should put that like in my booking form because it's always like the first five minutes of every podcast is like <laughs> trying to just get everything connected. Totally. I love, <laughs> I, I love doing these remote recordings because it obviously gives me the chance to talk to people I normally wouldn't be able to talk to, mm -hmm. but I feel like even though it's 2021, everyone is still like just being slingshot into the world of like remoteness yeah. <laughs> that we're just working the kinks out and that's fine. 
Totally. You know, it's getting a little better in the beginning. I had this awful habit of forgetting to unmute myself and things. So I'd be talking and then everyone kind of has this chorus of you're still muted. (laughs) So it's one day at a time. Oh yeah. I luckily I work for myself because I have had, and we do confessions on this show and so many of the confessions I've heard, even when people like, you know, tell me multiple confessions, at least one of them has to do with a Zoom call. And I'm like, (laughs) yes, these are the confessions of 2020 are like Zoom call confessions. That's great. (laughs) So funny. Hey, wine moms. I am proud to say and celebrate that One Hope Wines has reached over $6 million in donations. One Hope's award-winning wines are made by some of the most acclaimed winemakers in the industry. Blending traditional winemaking methods with modern techniques, each exquisite bottle becomes a catalyst for change. One Hope's commitment to high-quality wine is just as important as their commitment to the causes they support. Through the sale of every bottle, One Hope has donated over $6 million dollars to impactful causes around the world. They have built a school in Guatemala, funded over 19,000 days of clinical trials for breast cancer research, planted an entire forest in Indonesia, provided over 3 million meals for children in need, and found over 80,000 pets forever homes. If you're going to sip, then sip with purpose. OneHopeWines.com backslash my shop backslash mommy wines. And if you have a cause that you would like to support, send me a message on Instagram. I would love to host a wine fundraiser with you. Check out the link in the show notes below. Before we start, thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for being my guest. <laughs> I see. Are, are you, do you live in New York? Cause I've noticed all of your location tags. Yeah, I do. I actually live right in Kipps Bay. So right in Manhattan. Oh, fun. (laughs) Thank you. I've only been to New Jersey. I've seen it from like across water. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) But I am like, I'm always fascinated. Two of my friends lived in New York City for a really long time, like five to I think the other one was like eight years Um, and I'm so fascinated when people live in a big city like that, because I live in like this tiny Hamletshireville, like tucked (laughs) away in like the mountains of like the high desert. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Like I look at people's Instagrams or like I talk to people who are living in like Detroit or Pittsburgh or Chicago Mm -hmm. or New York. And I'm like, crazy like (laughs) I know people live there but I'm like wow like I've millions of people live there (laughs) I'm still like wow you live there and people like they look at me and they see my town of like 1200 and they're like wow you live there (laughs) well I grew I grew up in a small relatively small town in Pennsylvania so I kind of had the best of both worlds growing up um and we just moved into Manhattan literally two weeks before the pandemic began. So um, I, I, I was definitely on the outside looking in for a long time, like, wow, that's so cool. I want to move there. And 
you know, sometimes you just got to do it and do the thing. So we moved into Manhattan and we had impeccable timing and, you know, long story short, here we are. (laughs) Oh, well, at least you are able to take advantage of all of the DoorDash and Postmates and Instacart. (laughs) I no longer have those privileges anymore. Um, (laughs) I moved back to Nevada from Salt Lake. So there's definitely some luxuries of living in civilization uh, Mm -hmm. that I miss, but luckily you're able to take advantage of all that and just stay cozy and at home. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, it's definitely something fun to do. um, If you ever plan on having kids, that's like the one thing. I wish I would have done out of all the crazy things I did in my life was I went to, I'm from Ohio. So I went to go look at this downtown Cleveland apartment that was above an Irish pub. They had like these super like giant loft style apartments Mm -hmm. where like everything was like super open and they exposed like old brick and all the buildings downtown are super old. And they had like the same roof as the Irish pub had, which are these like copper tin tiles. Amazing. And, or not roof, but ceiling. Right. So all the lofts and like above in this building, which it was a walk up, which I'm sure you know all about living in the city, but um, you had to like walk up like four flights of stairs to get to this giant loft style apartment and I looked at it because I was going to rent it and I'm like oh my gosh like I'm 23 when am I ever going to have the opportunity to do this ever again um I need to like just pull the trigger and do it because it was super just like awesome like right downtown I could walk to any restaurant I wanted (laughs) the comedy club like any kind of lounge or bar I wanted shopping was like two blocks away and I was like, oh, man, I should do this. And I chickened out. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't do it because I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, there's so many people around me all the time. I'm going to be like, it's a loft. So I couldn't have a roommate. Or I guess I could have. I'm sure people make it work. But I could have. I didn't have a roommate planned. And I was like, I don't know. I'm a chicken. And I didn't (laughs) do it. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you guys for pulling a trigger. (laughs) Thank you so much. And, you know, things I always figure a way to work themselves out. So (laughs) I know I look, I look back and they are, they turned all of that, um, all those loft style apartments into a co-working space. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I don't know, I guess rented for like multi-use spaces. So I'm like, they're not even apartments anymore, but that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> the time has passed. I've moved on to a new phase in my life. I'm going to totally. get over it one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Have you been looking for the right opportunity to finally leave behind your daunting nine to five and live that laptop lifestyle you've been dreaming of? No, no, no. This isn't another get rich quick scheme or some MLM. What I'm talking about here is bookkeeping. And yes, you heard me right. Bookkeeping. Bookkeeping is how I am able to live my life without choosing between a career and my son, and how I am living and working around a schedule that's best for our lives, not someone else or office hours. Bookkeeping is one of the oldest administrative positions around, 
making this not only a common and respected career choice, but with today's technology and cloud-based programs, a position that's in demand and able to be done from anywhere. Bookkeeping is perfect for parents who want or need to work from home, military spouses who have no idea where they're going to be next, college students. If you're studying finance, why not get real on-the-job experience now? Retirees and frequent travelers. Maybe you don't want to carry around a lot of inventory or you don't want to do any heavy lifting. This is perfect. You can work wherever you're connected. Basically, anyone who wishes to leave behind the chains of a cubicle, go ahead and check out edjconsultinggroup.com. My home bookkeeping masterclass is available under the resources page, but if you would like to join my team of remote bookkeepers, check out the My Team page at edjconsultinggroup.com. So hi, everyone. Um, You might have heard some of that conversation that I'm having with Kylie Lauren on Instagram. She is the founder of Moment of Magic Foundation, which is a nonprofit organization that allows college-age students to provide creative programming to children with medical vulnerabilities. And I could also not even be more impressed with this fellow doodle bomb. So everyone, welcome to the show, Kylie. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. So tell me about this foundation because it sounds like absolutely incredible. Thank you so much. So yeah, you kind of gave the basic spiel. Um, A Moment of Magic is a nonprofit organization, and we operate on a mission of restoring the magic of believing at a time when a child needs to just be a kid and reminding them to be brave, strong, and fearless. So the way that we do that is we take thousands of college students from across the country into pediatric hospitals to provide creative programming. So if you've ever seen a princess or a superhero in the hallways of a children's hospital, that's likely the work of a moment of magic. Oh, fun. (laughs) Yeah, it's the best. I am obsessed with, well, my obsession has recently been rekindled um, because I have Mm -hmm. a four-year-old son, but we have been throughout the pandemic, just binge watching Disney, old Disney classics, Pixar Mm -hmm. movies, and we make it super fun. We build a little like fort or a bed (laughs) on the floor and we get popcorn. And my pantry right now is just filled with like all those little shakers of popcorn seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, and we get like the movie snacks and we make it like a big deal because obviously we're living in a pandemic. Um, but he loves it. He has like sparked this whole interest of superheroes. He always kind of likes the bad guy, which I'm a little concerned <laughs> of. Like, please don't be a serial killer. Um <laughs> So he likes like Darth Vader. He likes Buzz Lightyear. And I'm looking at the photos. Not only are these kids so happy, but you have fairies, Thor, Disney princesses, the whole gang, everyone. 
Yeah, we have over 93 different characters right now. So if you can imagine a character, we likely cast them. And then we also have our own um, original characters that are unique to the organization. Oh, fun. Who are those? So we started a project in 2017 because looking at the current cast and the canon that's often put out in front of us and in media, there isn't a lot of diversity. Um, and right. that, you know, diversity includes everything from race to, you know, your body shape to what your interests are to even having glasses. You know, there are princesses out there that wear glasses. And when we were visiting children in the hospital, we found that, you know, there wasn't a specific character that they requested all of the time, which might be kind of contrarian to what you might think. You might think that one character would be more, you know, popular than another. But what we found is that children really want to interact with um, people that they identified with, that liked things that they liked, that shared common interests and values. And when we were looking at the all of our amazing volunteers, it's really important to us to be able to cast everyone because there's a space for everyone. And with the work that we do, everyone should be a part of it. So that's why we started Original Characters. And we sent oh, out I surveys. Love that. We sent out some surveys to kids across the country and asked them, you know, what would they wear? What would their hair color be? What are they interested in? What are their names? And they helped us come up with about 10 original characters. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> Thank you. I am like, I'm scrolling through. I, I scrolled through before, but I'm now starting to get a little bit further. Mm -hmm. And I am like loving these. They, oh my gosh. And these kids look so happy. <laughs> it, it really is the best job. And, you know, we picked the name A Moment of Magic because that's really what it is. It's a moment of magic for everyone involved, both the kids and the volunteers to really, it's just so simple. It's just like a spark of joy of just connecting with other human beings. Oh, that's awesome. And I love that you put kids First, I know there's so many people who could be like, oh, yeah, we can just go to a costume shop and dress up and move on. Mm -hmm. But this is really an organization that sounds like you guys are putting the kids once, like at the forefront of what you're doing. Yeah, I think that that's really important to us. You know, our mission is twofold. It's to provide students with a really great volunteer opportunity where they can see the impact of their work and then to provide children with high quality entertainment and almost a distraction while they're in the hospital or facing some kind of difficulty in their life. And, you know, our end goal is to make a child smile once, you know, one child every day, one smile. If we can do that, then we did our job. So doing whatever we can to deliver that in the best way possible. The Fetching Barker is owned and operated by Milo, my four-year-old son, an inspiration behind all that I do, Zeppelin, our rescue ESA golden doodle, and myself, your wacky and adventurous wine-sipping podcast host. Shop the most fetching and eco-friendly, natural, and handcrafted dog supplies. The Fetching Barker has everything your pup needs and so much more. From toys to travel essentials, a wide line of CBD and hemp products, snacks and treats, and so much more. Shop your favorite brands like Pet Head, Beko Pets, Papilla, Petalton Pet, or find new brands that I'm sure you're going to love. Visit thefetchingbarker.com and feel good that a portion of all profits 
go to support global conservation efforts. That's thefetchingbarker.com. So I'm noticing even some of your superheroes and things have helmets and, or either like I saw a, this might be an original, but it kind of looked like a Power Ranger. Okay. Now, are, are those masks adequate or has the pandemic that's been going on with COVID kind of slowed things down? Yeah, COVID has really shaken up the world of creative programming for children in the hospital and for our organization as a whole. Um, We made the decision in early March, you know, before March Madness was canceled, before all sporting events and concerts were canceled. Um, Looking at our community, we work with a heavily immunocompromised community. And, you know, hospitals were shutting their doors to visitors, and that included us. So luckily, we were already providing virtual programming, and we have had to transition completely to a virtual space. So unfortunately, we're not able to go into the hospitals right now, but we are live streaming, and we do about, I don't even know, 70 calls a week into different hospitals and nonprofits across the country. Oh, wow. You guys are busy. We are. We are definitely busy. (laughs) Uh, It just, it breaks my heart when I hear, like, all of this stuff. Like, you know, there's so many things that have stopped because Mm -hmm. of COVID. But sick kids, sick elderly, cancer patients, that stuff doesn't stop. And Mm -hmm. it just breaks my heart to think that they are all in there you know, isolated and quarantined to be safe, but also alone. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's really hard and it's hard because a big part of our mission is to fill that space of when a hospital is scary and bringing some familiarity. And I think that that's really the magic of the organization because for so many of these kids, they identify with these characters and You know, on average, a child in the hospital has almost 40 strangers come into their room every week. And having one person come in, that's a character that they hang out with every day and see on TV, just coming in to spend time with them and, um, you know, focus on just being a kid. That makes such a big difference. So while this year has definitely been difficult to navigate and we cannot wait to get back into the hospitals again, um, being able to be creative and figure out this space and reach more children than ever before has really been a learning and growing opportunity for us. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys definitely, you know, found some wiggle room and, and ways around it with the virtual visits. Because yes. I remember being a kid and Ariel was my best friend. Yeah. And I don't care what anybody says. Totally, <laughs> totally. I feel that. <laughs> I probably watched Ariel and the dinosaur movie Land Before Time Mm -hmm. before I was eight years old, probably like a hundred times. Oh, (laughs) totally. And I think we all had that movie, right? Like I loved Beauty and the Beast so much that I would rewatch it on VHS until I broke our VHS player. (laughs) You know, (laughs) we all have those movies. And I think for us, we're trying to just capture the essence of like, what is so rewatchable about that? What made that feel good and why... Can, and what can we do to really transpire that and make it something that we can give to people in a different way? Uh, totally. I, I also love how they have started remaking some of the old Disney classics, like yeah. the, I, f- I forget her name. I think it's Emma also, but mm-hmm. 
the girl from Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Emma Watson. Yeah. She was in like the live remake. Yeah. And it's so crazy because like obviously like now I'm a mom, I can watch these movies with my son, but now that I'm watching them, um, like just as an adult, Mm -hmm. it's like a whole new experience. Yeah, totally. And I think that the really cool thing about a lot of the movies that have come out and, you know, something that we put a lot of emphasis on with our characters is not just what they look like, but it's what you do, right? So it's really fun to put on a beautiful dress and, you know, go into a hospital. But what are you doing while you're there? You know, how are you treating people? I think that the bigger emphasis that we put on that, it's going to leave such an amazing, long-lasting impact on this next generation. Oh, I hope so. Because especially I have decided to cancel my cable subscription Mm -hmm. because I just can't handle the real world anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm like, so anything that makes the world a better place, I am like a huge advocate for. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, no longer watching the news. Like I used to be one of those people that was not like a skeptic, but I was like, oh, I want to make sure I know everything so I can make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. But now the one thing that 2020 has showed me is that I don't want to get on social media and look at negative things or watch TV and get like negativity. I just want like a little sprinkle or moment of magic (laughs) and go on living in like the real world. And uh, I am like working on just cutting out all negativity and that includes the news mm-hmm. and cable. Yeah. So so I now have Sports Center so I can watch hockey because we're a hockey family. <laughs> but yeah, happy things only. I'm like gonna just fully embrace the ignorance is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, you know, we can kind of as time goes on and in studies and everything, there can be a, a grasp on this COVID situation. So you guys can get back into spreading your own moments of magic. Yeah, I we cannot wait for that to happen. It really can't come soon enough. You know, I reflecting on the last year and exiting 2020 and looking forward to 2021, there was never a time where we could have ever predicted that we wouldn't be in a hospital for nine months. You know, we're almost at a year now that we haven't done a hospital visit. And um, you know, that's our entire business model. So we can't, it was, it's almost unfathomable to think that like, we've really had to transition everything that we're doing and still provide the service that's so needed to these kids. And we've been just so grateful to our community of volunteers and supporters that have been able to help us navigate these really difficult and unprecedented times. Okay. I have to tell you a secret. Coffee is literally one of my food groups. Having my son home with me all year, expanding my practice, ADJ Consulting Group, relaunching my super fun and spooky podcast, Tales After Dark, and running our eco-friendly pet shop, The Fetching Barker, it's honestly what keeps me moving and retaining the little bit of sanity I have left. Coffee over cardio is my go-to lifesaver. It's owned and operated by female entrepreneur, Abby Scott, and it's all carb-free, sugar-free, keto-friendly, and gluten-free. Like, seriously? It's totally guilt-free. 
with super fun flavors like birthday cake, cinnamon bun, French toast, vanilla hazelnut, my favorite, and so many more, you can't go wrong. Coffee Over Cardio even has all your coffee accessories like tumblers, frothers, creamers, and my must-have hydrate that you can add to coffee or water, upping the flavor and the hydration with electrolytes. Abby is seriously a genius. Get 10% off when you use code 10 Amazon and free shipping on orders over 85. Once again, that's code 10 Amazon. The link is in the show notes below. So outside of the foundation, what kind of got you like what kind of got you into it? What's your background? How did you think to start something like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am really lucky. I grew up with my parents and they are both teachers and they are both really involved in the community. And, you know, volunteership has been a major part of my life since I really can remember. Um, So when I went to school, I went to the College of Mount St. Vincent, which is just outside of New York City. And I was there on a volunteerism scholarship. And I really wanted to find something that I could commit to. I was doing a lot of different activities and different projects for a lot of really amazing organizations. Um, but I really wanted to try to focus in and connect with one. And I've always been really drawn to um, volunteering in a pediatric hospital or pediatric oncology and learning more about it. Um, but it's really hard to find a volunteer opportunity that was hands-on and less fundraising or research-based. So, um, you know, just kind of kept that in the back of my mind to keep my eye out for something. And I happened to be home with my parents for Christmas break and they were flipping through the channels and Frozen was on TV. And my mom just kind of made a (laughs) passing comment that was like, oh, you kind of look like Elsa. And, um, you know, I'm sure you had this moment when you started this podcast, but it's kind of like this epiphany, um, like aha moment where things just came together and it's, it was just very clear that this is something that I could do. It's a way that I could help. And slowly the pieces started coming together and I went the first time and wouldn't stop talking about doing it. And, you know, suddenly it became (laughs) all I wanted to do. Oh, that's awesome. So are are you still a princess or are you kind of in the background now? It's a little bit of both. Um, Now the organization has gotten so big that I do a lot of the administration and strategic growth side, which has been really amazing to kind of tap into like an entrepreneurial spirit. I always thought I had, but didn't know I could muster up. Um, But the really amazing thing has been being able to connect with families from really around the world as myself. Um, And getting to see kids go from their first day of kindergarten class to graduating in the sixth grade and getting to watch them through their treatment process and staying connected in that way has been really incredible. Oh, that would be incredible. Now, is this something you do full time is running this organization? Yes. Moment of magic. A full time gig? Yes. So it is my full time job. What an awesome job. Yeah. Can we trade? Because I'm a bookkeeper <laughs> by day. It, it, it is really amazing. And I think, you know, it doesn't come without its really difficult moments. There is a really difficult reality to what we do. Um, and we work with children that are medically vulnerable in all kinds of capacities. So whether that's a child going through cancer or 
um, you know, children in the foster care system, we are constantly confronted with realities that are different than our own or, you know, our own lives. Um, so it's a difficult job, but it's definitely the most rewarding job that I could ever imagine. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I might have to pick your brain yeah. because this month, Hopefully, if I can muster up the courage to do it, um, I am sending a video uh, proposal for a program here in the state of starting here in the state of Nevada for um, foster the youth who have grown up in the foster mm -hmm. system who are in the process of aging right. out. Um, and it's kind of like a adult transition guidance program where like they are able to work and they have a safe place to live mm -hmm. and they have a flexible schedule that allows them to get like, um, like care for their mental health and group therapy. And we set goals and we work with these youths to kind of accomplish those goals. And everyone that I have talked to about it, I have a friend who is going to school to be a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And I have another one who is like really into fitness and like hosting these like workout classes and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys should be involved. And like, I talked to them about it and they're like, this is great. We need this, the whole whatever. And I'm like, okay, well like now I'm to the point where everything is written out. The slideshow presentation because of COVID. <laughs> is done all I have to do is like put it together and send it and now I'm kind of like going from this thing that I was so passionate about and excited to be working on to now it's like the home stretch and I'm like okay well this is me yeah. chickening out <laughs> getting nervous. no you gotta do it that's the best time is when you don't really know if it's gonna work out and you did all the hard work already so you gotta go all the way through it sounds like a really amazing idea so I'm gonna push you in that direction you gotta do it <laughs> I uh, it's I'm supposed to be recording the audio for the presentation um this weekend so I'm like and since my, me and my my son's dad we co-parent mm -hmm. uh this is like the only weekend that I could do it because it's the only weekend I'm kid free <laughs> so my house is so quiet weird. um <laughs> so I'm like oh my god like if I don't get it done this weekend it's I, I have to wait and then it would be February so I'm like oh like ner I'm nervous <laughs> <laughs> I it's okay to be nervous you just gotta take the leap and do it um I I really live strongly by that. I think that that's something that you should do. Well, I definitely want to help a moment of magic foundation any way I can. Um, and the new podcast sponsor that just came on at the end of last year is a company called one hope wines. They um, raise a ton of money for organizations and nonprofits all over the world through their wine sales so if you want me to host a fundraiser or anything I can do, let me oh know because I don't even really live near a hospital <laughs> and I'm definitely not a Disney princess, but I want to help anyway. Well, I can. that would be amazing. And thank you so much for offering to do that. That's beyond generous. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If I, if all it takes for me to help nonprofits is to drink wine, <laughs> then I will make that sacrifice for you. Any I love that. That's great. And, you know, one of my favorite statistics about our organization is just 
$5 helps us rate, reach another child in need. It literally is just a $5 sponsorship. And um, yeah, I totally agree with you. If it was as easy as drinking wine, which in this case, it sounds like it is, I am so down. So thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. We'll have to like, I don't know, do a, do a live or something. Um, but they just sent out new um, financial reports for the end of the year, mm-hmm. I think it was. And they hit, I think they've only been doing this for two years, um, $6 million in donations, which is crazy. That's absolutely incredible. That is so awesome. Um, But I did give you a little forewarning um, in the beginning of the show, but we do confess on the Mommy Wines podcast So did you um, look at the form or did you prepare a confession or did you have anything that kind of stood out? And I do. In the I do. Your mind? So I, Ooh, I have oh, a, this is my favorite part of so the show. I have <laughs> a story um, about kind of like a snafu that happened on a visit. Um, and I was going to visit a little girl that I visit quite frequently And, um, you know, kind of the behind the scenes magic is you have to arrive to the home ready to go. We're all dressed up and, you know, supposed to look princess perfect. And I get out of the car and I go to knock on the door and I go to step inside and um, the little girl comes running up and hugs me and she steps on my skirt and I kind of twist in a weird way. And you just hear this awful rip, like awful. (gasps) Oh, no. And I can suddenly feel a breeze right on my backside. And I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> what do I do? So I kind of had to make pleading eyes with the mom to kind of escort me out into another room quickly. And um, I had to stand with her as she sewed my skirt um, in full, you know, costume, ready to go. And uh had to kind of stand there in a very compromising position. So it was very interesting. It's like <laughs> that one of those stories that's like, always have a plan B <laughs> something in case something goes wrong. But that was definitely an interesting confession time that I don't think I've told many people. Oh, well, I'm glad that you were able to share <laughs> it with me today because I, it's definitely my favorite part of the podcast episodes is the confessions because they're always so unique and so funny. Um, hopefully hello kitty panties. <laughs> that would just put it over the roof. Yeah, it was, um, it, yeah, it was interesting to say the least. <laughs> well, hopefully you saved the magic for the little girl and she wasn't too curious as to what was going on. Totally. Um, her mom was a superhero and definitely won MVP that day. Moms are the best. That literally is what it comes down to. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, go ahead and share with everybody where they can find your foundation online um, and find you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find A Moment of Magic at amomentofmagic.org. If you want to donate, find out more about the organization or even um, recommend a child for us to visit, you can do that all there. Um, Just as a plug, all of our visits are absolutely 100% free always. So please consider taking advantage of that. Um, Our Instagram is Moment of Magic Foundation, and you can find me at Kylie Loren.
K-Y-L-E-E, too. My awesome. mom had to be a little bit tricky and difficult. And two E's instead of an I-E. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that? You're never going to find a, you know, a souvenir name tag. Totally. You, I, you know, my future mother-in-law found one, and she was so excited she bought it. And I was very appreciative because my inner, like, eight-year-old self was always very frustrated because I can never find souvenirs. But she found one. And... Um, you know, I I use it every day. (laughs) Oh, that's cute. Yeah. My son's name is Milo. And anytime we used to travel a bunch, but anytime now he's like, no, he just spins it and looks away. (laughs) It's unique though. That's important. It is. And it's not Michael, which is what his dad wanted to name him. And I'm like, really? And he's like, it's like a family tradition. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, there's like a statistic. They say that there's, I don't know, like 27,000 Michaels being born like a oh, month or something or maybe a year or a day. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. But it's like the most common name in like the entire world. <laughs> and I'm like, no. That is so funny. Well, I like Milo. I think that that's a great name. Thanks. And he got to keep his initials. So I'm like, if he ever wants to monogram anything, it's the same. (laughs) Totally. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. I loved hearing about everything that you are doing with Moment of Magic. And yeah, I'm going to have to continue just following along and seeing where the whole, hopefully the pandemic calms down so you can get back into spreading well, smiles. Thank you so much. Thank you so kids. much for having me and for sharing about our organization. We sincerely appreciate you using your platform to share a little bit about the magic. So thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Well, enjoy the rest of your Thank weekend. you so much. You too. Bye. Bye. Are you a fan of the mommy wines podcast? Well, of course you are, or you wouldn't be hearing this right now. One of the best ways to support the show you love, besides obviously tuning in every Wine Wednesday for new episodes, is shopping the Mommy Wines merch store on teespring.com. This is where you'll find all of the Mommy Wines branded goodness, mugs to hold your coffee over cardio morning java, iPhone and Samsung cases, premium ultra soft hoodies perfect for upcoming cooler months, and of course flowy teas and tanks flattering on every mommy out there. Go shop the Mommy Wine storefront on teespring.com and make sure to use code WINEMOM for free shipping. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.